Welcome back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have your Bible, you can find your place there in the book of Matthew, chapter 26. The book of Matthew, chapter 26. I want to talk to you just a little while today on the subject of the flesh versus the spirit, or the spirit versus the flesh. Now, this is what happens at salvation. When when you become saved, when you get saved, there is a new nature that comes to live inside of you. That would be that spiritual nature that's given to you from God. But in spite of that, you still have the fleshly nature that you used to live in day in and day out. And the flesh doesn't want nothing to do with the spirit. And the spirit doesn't want nothing to do with the flesh. So what we have to do as Christians is feed the spiritual nature more than we feed the fleshly nature. But let's just, by way of introduction, let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 26, in verse number 41, and let's see several things that the Bible has to say about this subject of the flesh versus the spirit. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak. Here Jesus is instructing his disciples. And what is he telling them? To watch and pray that they do not enter into temptation. They have a spirit dwelling inside of them that is willing, but their flesh is weak because, well, we could get into it later, but they were extremely tired during this season in the in their lives as they dealt with the Lord. He was about to be betrayed, but he was telling them to watch and pray and that they had something inside of them that would help them if they would yield to it. But if they didn't, the flesh would overpower them. The book of Romans chapter 7 in verses 14 through 25. The book of Romans chapter 7 in verses 14 through 25. Here is one of the greatest stories of the flesh versus the spirit. It's a story about the Apostle Paul, one of the greatest Christians that there ever was, and he fought this battle daily. If you remember, he's the one who said, I die daily, and this is why, because of that battle with the flesh and the spirit. Let's begin our reading in verse number 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Now here Paul is using that spiritual man as the spiritual law. And he's using that carnal man saying himself that he is carnal, is that fleshly man. Verse 15, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I, do, for what I would, that I do not. But what I hate, that I do. And what he's saying is when he yields to the Spirit, he does those things that the flesh hates. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Why? Because his fleshly nature wants to go against God, but he yields to the spirit, and the spiritual nature pulls him closer to God. Verse number 16, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Verse 17, now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me, that fleshly nature took back over. Verse 18, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. He's saying there's nothing good at all about his flesh. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Anytime you're dealing with the flesh, you will not be able to be good. You will not be able to perform the will of God. For the good that I would, 
I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Here Paul is saying, hey, I want to do right, but I find in the midst of it that I do wrong. For instance, let's say, let's use a life a life illustration here. I'm out on visitation. I'm knocking doors on visitation. I'm doing the will of God. And you know what happens? Someone comes to the door that's an extremely attractive lady, and she's dressed provocatively. You know what happens to me instantly? I forget about visitation and start my mind begins to wander in the wrong areas. You say, wow, you must be weak. No, I've got a fleshly nature. I've got a fleshly nature, and if I'm not yielded to the Spirit, the flesh will take over every time. And what he's saying is, I don't want to do it, but I find myself doing it. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Have you ever noticed how when you're sitting in church and you're listening to the preaching and everything seems to be going right, all of a sudden you'll get some weird thought that runs through out of the middle of nowhere? What that is is you're doing good, but evil is present. That's that fleshly nature. That is not quite been brought into subjection and never will be brought into subjection. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. He's saying on the inside that spiritual man loves the law of God. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So he's fighting a battle here. It's like having that... I don't know if you ever watched cartoons when you were little, but he had the he had the good angel that sat on one shoulder and then the bad angel that sat on the other. One says, do this, and you want to do it, but then the other says, do this, and you want to do that. Verse number 24, he kind of sums it all up. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin, those two natures, they battle each other constantly. And if a man like the Apostle Paul had struggles with it, believe you me that me and you will struggle with it until our dying day. The book of Romans chapter 8 in verses 5 through 8. The book of Romans chapter 8 in verses 5 through 8. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So you see here, you see here that those who are after the things of God will mind the things of God, but those who allow themselves to be entertained with the things of the world will mind the things of the flesh. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So what happens when I'm walking in the Spirit? You know what I have? I have life and I have peace. I'm just living a good life. I'm enjoying everything. But then all of a sudden, that fleshly man that dwells on the inside, the battle begins and he tries to drag me back into the ways of the flesh. Verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You cannot please God walking in the flesh. You cannot please the flesh walking in the Spirit. So you've got two natures inside of you. If you're saved, you say, I don't quite understand this. It's very simple. You've got two natures inside of you, one that loves God, 
that's that spiritual man that you got at the second birth and another one that loves the things of the flesh. And that's that natural man that you have because of that fallen Adamic nature that you possess because of sin. The book of Romans chapter 13 and verse number 14. The book of Romans chapter 13 in verse number 14. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. That sums the whole matter up. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That statement, what would Jesus do? Look at it that way. But there's a powerful part in this verse that a lot of people look over. Make no provisions for the flesh. And what I find a lot of people do is they make an opportunity to sin because they do not get sinful things, sinful practices, or stay away from sinful places. See, in order in order to live for God, you cannot entertain sin. You can't make provisions. For instance, a real-life example here, um, I enjoy hiking. I'm probably not as good at it as some people, but I do enjoy it. And what I do before I go hiking is always make sure that I have some water, that I have some food, not, not a lot, but I do carry some food with me. And I make sure that I have different things. For instance, a, just say I, a lot of times I carry a poncho with me, I might carry a knife. I definitely um, carry different forms of protection for myself. I might carry a map of the trail that I'm going on, or I might use my phone as a map. But I think you get the picture. What have I done? I've made provisions for the hike so that I don't get five miles in and go, man, I'm really thirsty, but there's no water out here. And then you know what I find myself in? A detrimental situation. But because I've made provisions, I'm able to go the distance and finish the trail. But what happens a lot of times in our lives is we make provisions for the flesh and we fall off of our walk with God. The book of Galatians chapter 5 and verses 16 through 17. Galatians chapter 5 and verses 16 through 17. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Very simply, contrary, they're adversaries. The flesh doesn't like the spirit, and the spirit doesn't like the flesh. The flesh wants to sleep in. The spirit wants to get up and read the Bible. The flesh wants to take a nap. The spirit wants to pass out gospel tracts. The flesh wants to skip church. The spirit wants to go to church. They're contrary. They're enemies. And these two natures dwell inside of you. And you're either going to yield to one or you're going to yield to the other. Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 8. The book of Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Meaning very simply that fleshly lifestyle will cause you problems in the long haul, but that spiritual lifestyle will reap benefits in the long haul. So which one would you rather have? Do you want to go over to heaven and not have any crowns? Well, live in the flesh. 
You say, well, I don't understand how this person does this or that, and they say they're saved. Well, it could be. It could be they're lost, but it could be also that they just got wrapped up in the flesh. And you know what happened? The flesh took control, and the flesh loves sin. And if you get involved in sin and begin to entertain sin, you will always find yourself on a downward spiritual path. Let's look real quick in the book of Galatians chapter 5 in verses 19 through 23. And I want to show you the, the works of the flesh and the works of the Spirit. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. That means they're brought to life. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Those are those works of the flesh, those things that produce a walk that is going to be contrary to the way of God. But then let's look at verse number 22, and we'll see the works or the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-sufferingness, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And so very simply, the spiritual man will exercise himself or herself in spiritual avenues. The fleshly man or woman will exercise themselves in fleshly avenues. And it's very clear. They're contrary. You cannot get them together like mixing water and oil. They will not mix no matter how hard you try. Then let's go over to the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 in verse number 11. The book of 1 Peter chapter 2 in verse number 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Now this is what happens. That soul that you have, you possess a soul. Your soul is where, and I don't really want to get into this. You need to go back and listen to the podcast on body, spirit, and soul. But your soul is who you really are. And inside of that soul dwells a heart, a mind, and a will. And what happens when we entertain those fleshly lusts? They war against our heart, our mind, and our will. Now, our heart is desperately wicked and deceitful. Above all things, who can know it? But our heart can be affected by fleshly things. Our mind, what we think, can be affected by fleshly things. Our will, what we do, can be affected by fleshly things. And so what Peter is saying here is you need to abstain from that. Why? Because if you continue to beat your heart, your mind, and your will down, your soul, that fleshly nature will take over and you will not be able to control yourself. This is what happens when people let their flesh get out of hand. All of a sudden, they don't have any will to be able to overcome it. They've done been beat down so many times that they cannot pick themselves back up. They've tried so many times. You ever seen somebody who tries, oh boy, help me not to get in trouble here. They try to lose weight, and, and I've been through this myself, but... You try to lose weight, and so for about three or four weeks, you eat right, and you exercise, and you know what happens? The weight starts coming off. 
but then you kind of plateau and say you've lost 15, 20 pounds, and then all of a sudden, um, man, you're wanting some birthday cake. And so you just go crazy and eat birthday cake and candy and all kinds of things, and you put the weight back on. That's the, And then eventually you get to the point, you do that about five or six times or 10 or 20 or 30 or 40, and you try every diet under the sun, but you still can't lose weight and keep it off for the duration. You know what happens? Your will is so shot you don't want to even try anymore because you've been defeated so much. And that's what the devil wants to do with you and me in our Christian life is to continue to bombard our soul with fleshly lust, and they war against it. And before long, we're so defeated, we cannot even do the simple principles in Christianity. The flesh is always going to be the strongest when you're hungry or you're tired or you're off schedule. You you let something get you off schedule and that flesh is going to rear up. You get hungry, the flesh will rear up. You get tired. Go on go on 4 hours of sleep for about a week and a half and you know what you're going to find unless you're just geared like that, your genes are designed like that, you're going to find a grouchy grump. You know why? Cuz their flesh has done has done got the best of them. But the Spirit is always going to be the strongest when we're staying consistent with our daily Bible reading, our daily prayer, and our daily desire to tell somebody else about the Lord, to be a soul winner. And so you want to do those things and not the other. You want to be yielded to those spiritual principles in your life and not be yielded to the worldly things which corrupt our soul. I do want to say before we close, and we're not closing yet, we still need to go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51 if you want to find your place there. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 51. I do want to say that a lot of people have it different. And by that, I want you to understand something. If you lived in the world, meaning you were brought up in a worldly home, that had a lot of worldly things and you partook of a lot of worldly activities and you get saved, you're going to have to work harder than the boy or girl who was raised in a good church, in a clean place, and their life has been sheltered from the world. And there is, there is a lot of validity to that statement. Why? Because they've never opened up a lot of those doors. And so, for instance... I hope I don't get in trouble saying this. And if you're raised in church, I'm not bombarding you. I'm not trying to attack you, okay? I wasn't raised in church, so I kind of look at things different. But I do believe that there's some validity in what I'm saying. A, a good, godly young man, woman, who gets married at, say, 18, 19 years old, they've never been in the world, and then they are married for five or six years, and their home just seems wonderful, and everything seems to be going well, the reason that is is because they've been trained to be led by the Spirit. They've been trained not to have those fleshly lusts in their lives. And so a lot of times when their life gets complicated, and I'm not saying it's easy, but a lot of times when their life gets complicated, they don't stray near as far as that one who lived 35 years in the world and they were hooked on drugs, um, they were hooked on pornography, they were hooked on alcohol. Why? Because that person has to get up every day and read their Bible. They have to get up every day and pray. They cannot miss church. 
it's important to them because their fleshly nature is so wild. If they do not keep it under control, they will find themselves in a very dark place spiritually because that flesh can be very strong in that battle of the flesh versus the spirit. Now let's go over to our scripture there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall I put on incorruption and this mortal shall I put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. That phrase right there at the end of verse number 52, and we shall be changed. You ask the question, when does this battle end? When is it over? Well, it's not over until you either go to meet the Lord by way of the grave or through the rapture and you get that new glorified body which is not going to be prone to the fleshly desires because sin will have been removed. And that is when it will finally be over. Up until that point, you are going to have a battle of the flesh versus the spirit every day. <laughs> 